Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're so delighted to have you listening to um, our show. And, you know, Maximum Health, as you know, is about quality living, and we have amazing guests every week. And... Uh, we have with us Faye Nelson, who is the director and founder of Casting for Recovery. When I heard about this organization through one of my uh, patients, I was like, just really? This is awesome. Because if you know me, you know I love fishing. And people always say, you know, Doc, you know, you're never going to retire. You have so many kids and what have you. It's like, I never need to retire, but I do want more time to fish <laughs> at some point in my <laughs> life because I love fishing. I love that interaction with nature. I love, to me, it's 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 a moving meditation. Um, and it helps when you fish to actually catch. So <laughs> I do like that part too, the catching. And, and a lot of it's cast, uh, catch and release for me. Um and it also connects you with your environment. So I think you know, uh, fishermen, uh, if you're out there, anglers, uh, you're you're one, you're our heroes. You you really keep us involved with the environment, the oceans, and the waterways. And uh, we thank you for all the work you're doing to keep us conscious about the damage we're doing on a day to day basis, and maybe some of the good things we can do to avoid that. Anyway, back to casting for recovery. Who, um, Faye Nelson, Faye Nelson has created this organization um, to enhance the lives of women with breast cancer by connecting them to each other and nature through the sport of fly fishing. Faye, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Hey, Dr. Gray, right off the bat, I need to um, give credit where credit is due. I did not create the organization. It was founded by uh, two other women 25 years ago, but um, I, I had the great pleasure of, of leading the organization during this time. So well, I just yeah. want to make that clear. Thank you for <laughs> picking up the... Uh, you know, the char- taking the charge and, and going forward with this then. You bet. Um, so, so you're in Montana. We spoke before getting on the air, and it is snowing there right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A nice, light, fresh blanket of snow this morning. <laughs> Sounds beautiful, as long as you just can, like, go in and out of it probably for um, a little bit. You probably would love to be here where we are right now with a little bit of chill in the air and still <laughs> access to the waterways and the, the oceans. Um, so how, tell us the story about the founding of uh, Casting for Recovery. Sure. It was, um, as most things, it was founded by a community of people. Uh, two of those leaders were um, the women that went fishing together one day. One is a you know, very avid angler and one... Uh, was a breast reconstruction surgeon. And when they were fishing on the East Coast, they got to talking about how therapeutic the physical motion of casting a fly rod is for anyone that has had any sort of surgery in the breast area, uh, whether it was a mastectomy or a lumpectomy or um, reconstruction or anything like that. 
And that is really how the organization got founded, and that was 25 years ago. It uh, started with one or two retreats a year and expanded pretty rapidly across the country. Hmm. It's, that's phenomenal. Uh, I, you know, when I thought about this, I thought about nature. I thought about the de-stressing aspect of it. I thought about how it brings people together, the camaraderie, um, restoration of faith, of hope. Didn't think about the physicality. And that, too, is amazing that uh, there is that movement in there, that circular momentous uh, momentum of movement. And, uh, yeah, it works the upper body a lot, but it can work the whole body a bit, too. That's great. Yep. Huh. Um, so, so where do these retreats take place? Right now, we have about 42 different programs across the country that collectively host about 55 retreats a year. Hmm. Um, I think we're present in 41 states, but every woman in the country, regardless of whether she uh, lives in one of those states that hosts a program, is eligible to apply as long as she has experienced a breast cancer diagnosis at some point in her life. So, for example, we currently don't have a program in the state of Missouri, but if a woman there wanted to apply to a retreat, she would apply to one closest to her, and she could attend in Arkansas or Iowa or Nebraska and what have you. Hmm. Yeah, one of my, um, you know, speaking of attending and, and being a part of this and traveling, it's it's also great to get into different um, scenarios. So so when you're fishing, and I saw some of the photos on social media, you know, I saw obviously with Georgia, you're going to have different catches, and Montana will have different catches. It's really amazing, yeah. you know, to, to get the variety. So do you have people that will attend multiple different retreats to get the different types of fishing experiences? Well, Here's the challenge with that. Right now, Casting for Recovery is able to place one out of every three applicants that apply. That's our national average. So until we can close that gap, a participant is allowed to only participate in one retreat. What, um, what is the limitation due to? What is that limitation due to? Well, like most things in the nonprofit world, one is funding. But um, two is two is bandwidth with our staff and volunteers. Okay. So all of our retreats uh, hosted on the local level are hosted and implemented by volunteers. So each each two and a half day retreat that hosts fourteen women is hosted by probably a team. I would say on average of at least a dozen volunteers, ten to twelve volunteers, and depending on the volunteer positions. Some of these people work year-round on, on making sure that they can implement this retreat. So it's, um, it's a labor of love. They're very dedicated people, um, but oftentimes they're still working, etc. And, um, you know, it's a, co- it's a combination of their bandwidth um, and, and funding to be able to support and train and, and find those to create more retreats. So the demand is far exceeding the supply and it sounds like that's going to continue unless we get people 
aware of this phenomenal organization, its importance to our physical health going forward, as well as our environmental health. So we need help. We need you all listening to spread the word and donate so that not only you can get more paid staff, but more volunteers and more um, supplies and more everything. Uh, this needs to be everywhere. So I, I, I usually wait till the end of the show for that. But this is an immediate, this is like uh, I'm too excited um, about this to, to think that, you know, this needs to be said and, and done and needs to happen right away because you shouldn't have to turn anyone away from this. This is uh, this is great. Um, so, again, looking at the pictures, looking at and, and knowing one of my patients. So, uh, Miss Pat, thank you for the introduction to Casting for Recovery. I won't say your last name because of privacy issues and all that, but um, thank you. You know who you are. Uh, she is the type of woman who has is a cancer survivor, and obviously that's why she made it as, as one of the participants. Uh, but she's also one of those courageous and phenomenal women who don't just stop with you know the diagnosis and and their life as it is but seek to change their life from the inside out and so she's done everything from this to dragon boat racing which i didn't even know existed till her as well yeah, <laughs> um, yeah i just learned i just learned about that organization this summer this yeah summer. so it's 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 something to be said about you know how these and i've done so many shows where people are met with either grief loss tragedy um you know their own health concerns and it turns into something amazing and here we are talking about one of them now with fishing and fly fishing uh why besides obviously because you chose to fly fishing in this organization not you but the found founders and uh and the continuance of the fly fishing is because of its physical movement but also it's um all the other elements. So let's talk about that. How do you teach women who maybe have never picked up a, a rod, much less a fly fishing rod, to be patient, to enjoy it, to, you know, because I'm sure there's people that start off their journey with you for the first time ever in fly fishing. So tell us some of those stories and experiences because I'm eager to know. Yeah, I, I would say that most of the people that attend the Casting for Recovery Retreat are beginner um, anglers, uh, especially with fly fishing. Most have probably done some bait fishing before. And, um, you know, it is, well, speaking from my own experience learning how to fly fish, it is challenging. It is not easy. And it can be frustrating. But one of the things that I think works so beautifully at retreats like ours is that they are learning from another community of women and another community of people that have a, a shared experience. Um, I often think back to when I was a little kid having my parents try to teach me something like tennis or fly fishing, whatever it might be, and, and it didn't always go so well. Uh, you know, a, a, a coach <laughs> of a professional nature worked a lot better. And same with um, myself, you know. I think women oftentimes when they're introduced to fly fishing, it, it, it still is a male-dominated sport, although there has been a, a growing um, interest, I think, from females in the fly fishing world, and I'd love to think that casting for recovery had something to do with that. But, you know, learning from one spouse isn't often the easiest situation sometimes as well, just because of all the relationship dynamics there. But when they come to a casting for recovery retreat, um, they are immediately 
shown how to cast and the basics of fly fishing, such as entomology and knot tying and et cetera, by a community of women who are phenomenal in terms of their knowledge and teaching skills. And um, on the last day, they get to meet uh, professional guides who often are men and um, get to fish with them for a day as well. And so I think it's just a, it's a matter of being part of that community of, of patience and hands-on learning. Mm-hmm. I know oftentimes when people hire a professional guide to go fly fishing for a day, that guide uh, takes care of everything, especially when one is a beginner in terms of loading the rod, tying the knot, put it, choosing the fly, uh, tying the fly on, that kind of thing. And, and at the Casting for Recovery Retreats, we try to um, build a foundation of knowledge for everyone to to be able to go out and perhaps do it on their own or with a friend after the retreat. And I think that's really empowering. So that's one of the outcomes of our, our program is that empowerment for a challenging skill. I love it. The You mentioned two things, um, which it sounds like could be really fun when you get used to it, but initially it's not just the act of it, but a lot of things that go along with it, whether it's, you know, uh, putting the line on your, on your, you know, on your um, reel uh, or, or, you know, not tying in general. Um, and, and obviously if you're fly fishing, making your own flies. And these are things that obviously it helps to learn if you're going to continue this as part of your, you know, journey. Um, so. Yeah. I think our approach of lightheartedness helps with that too. I mean, we have a relatively short time together yeah. at the retreats and, um, you know, our, we make it very clear that, hey, no one, no one's going to be graded on how excellent of, a, of an angler they are at the end of this. And if you choose not to pursue fly fishing after this retreat, that's fine too. We're really trying to make it, um, you know, a fun experience where... Uh, they they learn the basics and they really understand the power of nature and being out in nature Um, and and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that today as well but um, we are able to outfit every participant with a rod and reel and waders and boots for them to take home with them Um, although we have very generous sponsors and partners who give us enough gear to outfit women for the weekend and, and let them try things on and show them how things work. And so, again, the purpose of the organization is not to create a bunch of avid fly fisher women, uh, but more so for them to understand how um, mindfulness can be key in a cancer recovery and being outdoors and connecting with other women. Can, can be key. And so fly fishing really is just a tool for us to, to get to those outcomes. Yeah. There, there's a quote that I read um, from one of your participants uh, that says, uh, each cancer survivor has a story to tell, but the beauty is in the healing of our mind-body connection, focusing on the healing and living of day-to-day. Enjoy life and fly fishing is a great sport. Um, enjoy life and fly fishing is a great sport to help us feel present and connected. That's a huge statement because that's something that 
what as a physician that treats uh, those that either have are battling cancer or have survived it, especially breast cancer. Um, it can, can can be all-consuming, and you can feel at some point like you're almost just the data on a on a on a report or a sheet or a blood test or you know a number. And that reconnecting and finding ways to do that is a challenge for a lot of women. And this seems yeah. like a really good way to do that for many reasons. Um, do you have one or two stories you can share about this? Uh, someone that maybe entered into you know, uh, casting for recovery and was in a really bad place and came out the other end um, in, in a really good place. Oh, yeah, hundreds of them. Um, it's, a, it's amazing uh, to see the transformation over just a couple of days. And um, most women arrive not knowing anyone else involved. So they've volunteered themselves to spend the weekend with a group of strangers. And um, so that's a, that's a major act of courage right there, I think, and, and a big commitment, even though there's no financial cost to attend, but many women have to drive quite a ways to get there and, and find childcare and that type of thing. Um, I'll, I'll think back just to one retreat I attended this summer, and there was a young woman, um, I would say, under 40, who signed up for the fly fishing aspect of the program. And, and each participant signs up for a variety of different reasons. Um, but this one was particularly interested in advancing her beginning knowledge of fly fishing. And we also have some breakout sessions during the retreats that are led by professional um medical advisors and psychosocial folks. And one is a, um, an hour-long medical circle where the group shares information and best practices and answers questions regarding anything about breast cancer to treatment, um, et cetera. And then we have another hour called Evening Circle that is led by the psychosocial facilitator um, and all of these people have been trained and have experience in oncology specifically about some of the emotional aspects of breast cancer and its treatment. And this young woman was, um, I guess, taken aback by, by these aspects of the weekend and didn't feel like sharing. Um, and we don't force anyone to share, but she really felt... Um, she was still in that phase where she was dealing with a lot of angerness and bitterness. And initially, at the end of the retreat, she was somewhat bitter at these exercises, um, not wanting to share, not wanting to deal with some of the more emotionally painful aspects. And um, initially was upset about that. But then a couple, you know, a month later, wrote back and said, I have to thank you. I didn't realize how broken I was and how much help I need in processing all of this mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, besides just healing physically. Mm. 
and wow. from from her treatment that she had to undergo during COVID and that kind of thing. And so that that's kind of an extreme example yeah. um, that that you asked about. But certainly, uh, most of the women at the at the end of the retreat or in their post retreat evaluation talk about how they didn't realize how amazing it was to talk to other women with mm. shared experiences because it is a very isolating disease and hard to talk about with someone who has not gone through it themselves. About 70% of the women who apply for a casting for recovery retreat say that they have never participated in a breast cancer support group. And although we certainly don't um, call our program a support group in, you know, I guess passively it is, in a, in a non-clinical sense it is. Sure. Um, and, and many women realize that, um, that that's so helpful. So we, we hear stories all the time about how women have really not talked to another woman who wasn't their primary care provider or oncologist about having breast cancer and living with breast cancer or living in recovery for 20 years. <laughs> mm. Wow. You know, I, as a, as a physician and I've, I've, you know, treated a lot of patients, seen a lot and, and, um, done a lot of supportive cancer care. One of the things I still feel to this day is absolutely true and holds true. And I share with my patients is the best thing we have in the medical community is each other and the experiences that we share because, you know, a lot of the times when you're looking to a professional, you're getting one view, but when you're talking to a group, you're getting multiple views and you can, you know, it can help you not only make decisions, but it can help you to feel better about yourself and your journey and to know that you're not alone. And and one of the the worst things we can do or experience in health and in life is to lose hope and mm-hmm. to have this opportunity to see others thriving despite their challenges and diagnoses and sometimes outcomes is to regain that hope that we can survive, we can thrive. And, and another statement that I, that I share and will share again and again is life is for the living. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. you know, we tend to want to put that hunger for tomorrow ahead of today. And it's such a, a dangerous thing to do. It's, and, it, and you know, I know a lot of people will say, and you've probably seen this of the, of the women that you've been around, you know, I thought I was doing everything right. And in that thinking and way of thinking, it's almost like that self-defeat. Like if I thought I was doing everything right and this still happened to me, then what can I do, you know, in the future to keep it from yeah. happening again? And, you know, it's like, I said, you know what? <laughs> We're not guaranteed tomorrow any which way you look at it. So bringing them back to the present, being present, sometimes is the best healing we can have to just enjoy our lives and to be healthy, right? To be well. Um, what you're doing is, yeah. is reminding people about that. And that's where I think the fly fishing metaphor works so well mm-hmm. because to fish is to hope, yes. right? It's a constant, <laughs> it's a constant it is. of hoping yes. um, you catch. Hoping something. beyond all also, hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to 
in my case. And, um, and, and it's also impossible not to be present in the moment when you're out on the water and casting. Um, they're nearly impossible anyway, but, um, it's a very mindful pre- being being present in the moment activity. Um, you know, I've heard stories of, of people who have experienced trauma, and after a day of fishing, they're like, wow, mm-hmm. I didn't think about any of the stuff mm-hmm. that I normally worry about on a day-to-day basis at home all day. Yeah. Uh, indoors and when they're indoors all day you know versus connecting connecting with life connecting with nature being one with nature remembering who we are and where we come from that is healing beyond all healing Mm. well so how do people get in touch with you because I know obviously with all of these different places that you're holding these retreats I know Florida's got a lot of great spots you know from the Keys I was recently in Alamorada hooking up on some redfish and some trout. Um, and uh, But I, I saw some pictures of Colorado, which uh, my daughter caught her first rainbow trout in Colorado. Um, nice. You know, uh, I, I'm sure that we want this to open up. We want people to utilize casting for recovery, and we want it to grow, and we want it to be able to open the doors. So if you're out there and you're you have disposable income and you like to support things and you've, or you're a cancer survivor or, or your wife is a cancer survivor, your husband or, or any, anyone that you know, uh, please support this because this, this needs to grow. And, uh, how, what's your website? Please uh, let us know. Ms. Faye. It's casting for recovery.org. Mm-hmm. And at the top of our website, there's a navigation tool called retreat. And underneath that, you can find a retreat location. Our applications for the 2022 season will open right around the first of the year. Well, I hope people will utilize that. And and also, too, you know, after going through all of these uh, restrictions and the things that have caused so much fear and separation, it's nice to know that there is something out there for people that of concern, uh, that there's something outdoors that they can participate in to enhance their health. So that's another great point of this, right? So uh, Casting for Recovery, Faye Nelson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for uh, having me. Of course. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. If you've missed any portion of the show, it is a podcast available on all podcast formats, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.